At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Detroit CityCast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, my fine, fine citizens. Happy Throwdown Thursday here on the Detroit CityCast, the start of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. The Tigers somehow keep beating good teams. Well, one good team, the Padres, but they beat the, they win the series uh, two out of three games against one of the better teams in, in Major League Baseball. And, you know, this is what the Tigers do. They give you this false hope. Do I think this is going to get them going to the second half? No. But nice to get some nice wins for the Tigers. Too bad I didn't give those games out. You're on the show, but as I told you, I'm not going to be giving out the Tigers much. Maybe overs or unders, but I'm not going to give out the Tigers or bet against them much this year. There's just not a lot of value because they are so helter-skelter. And later in the show, we're going to get into my top five most important things the Lions need to focus on as training camp begins. Or the five most important things that I'm looking at as training camp begins. Uh, It began in earnest on Tuesday and Boy, I cannot wait for the preseason games to start and then the regular season games to start in college football. It is going to be awesome. Before we get into the Motown betting window, I just wanted to tell you that last night I was able to go see the weekend. Not on a weekend, by the way. That's all my friends are like, that's their big joke. Shouldn't you have waited to the weekend to see the weekend? All right, anyway. I'll tell you this. I've had quite the spectrum of concerts the last six days. Last Saturday... Roger Waters and my dad. We talked about that on the Manic Money Show. Awesome. Two nights ago, Brian Wilson and Al Jarnine, two of the original Beach Boys, unfortunately, was probably Brian Wilson's last concert ever. He was kind of comatose, barely moved, but the, the, the story is he wanted to do this, so it wasn't like they were wheeling him out there because uh, he could barely move to make money, so that's one thing. And uh, Chicago was the main act, 
And that was awesome. Another my man Jeff Lesson and his two brothers and their wives. And then last night, the weekend at Ford Field, sold out. You know, Doja Cat has tonsil issues, so she wasn't able to open, which would have been awesome. But oh my God, is the weekend incredible. And it's what concerts are all about. And if you want to see some of the videos or pictures, it's on my social media, on my Twitter, DanLeach971. It was just one of the best concerts I've been to in years. And it's why I love live music. It's why I love the concert experience. I went by myself. Because I had no friends that really wanted to go. I it was, you know, I had totally forgotten. I thought the show was in early August. Because I have so many concerts on the docket. Because I love them so much. I had totally forgot it was Wednesday the, the 27th. So I literally got my ticket, like, right before the show. Got a great deal on one. And went by myself. Met a ton of people there. And it was unbelievable. Just unfreaking believable And I feel like... We're in this period now where COVID's not gone. It's not going to be gone for a long time. But we're managing it. And to be able to see these artists, like Roger Waters at 78 years old, couldn't tour for a couple years. The weekend, you know, this tour wasn't announced until I think five, six months ago. But he had planned on going on a tour in 2020. Had to cancel the, the plans for that. They're just so grateful to be back in front of fans. And not just them. Think about all the people down to, like, the stage manager the crew, the, you know, the, the touring bass player, the drummer that isn't a part of the official part of like the, you know, the Chicago, all those people had to get pandemic assistance. And now they're back and they're touring and they're playing to sold out, you know, houses and, and arenas and theaters and all that stuff and stadiums. And it's just this cathartic feeling. Cause I, I mean, concerts in general, as I'm sure many of you agree, are some of the greatest moments in our lives. And music is the, not to be too cliche, it is the soundtrack of our lives. And to see it live in this unifying aspect, and that's kind of what the weekend's all about, just bringing everyone together and great music and great vocals and an incredible stage show and lasers and these random weird dancers. He had like 20 of these dancers that were kind of Gregorian chant style going out with like their heads covered. It was, it was just awesome. It was just awesome, and I, I'll tell you, there's nothing like downtown Detroit alive on a concert night, especially a summer night. The red set all lit up. It was sold out. There was so many, so much. It was so loud. I mean, the show itself was loud, which I love. Um, my dad, not so much. He's like, I'm like, Dad, what do you think of the concert? Roger Waters. Uh, it was great. It was really loud, though. <laughs> He's like, that's 74. But, uh, and I told him, Dad, Roger Waters is 78. He's not complaining. But it was so loud, and the fans were so loud, and they gave us these little things you put on your wrist that light up in unison. Kind of, you see it like Super Bowls and national title games, where like people, put, you know, artists use these things to kind of coordinate uh, how things can look. It's just it was it was unbelievable. It was sublime. So if you get a chance to see the weekend anywhere around where you live, or if you want to travel to see him, I know he's playing a bunch of shows throughout the next several weeks. Do it. It's just awesome, and he brings it. He brings it every every freaking night. He uh, he plays, and that was an incredible, incredible show last night at Ford Field. All right, let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. Brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites. Or make your own long shot. You can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and make your baseball same game parlays today. 
Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 800-270-7117. And hey, maybe you want to make a same-game parlay on the Tigers trying to get two in a row at the Rogers Center, the old Sky Dome, which I've been to. I was there like the first couple years of existence when they still allowed people to be in the hotel rooms. We had one there and leave the blinds open. Then there was some hanky-panky going on and they didn't allow that anymore during games. Uh, but it will be Alexander for Detroit 2-3 and three with a 405 ERA and Kikuchi to get it started for the, the Blue Jays in Game 1, 3-5 and five on the year. With a 5-1-2 ERA, and the Blue Jays have exactly 15, or excuse me, 14 more wins than the Tigers right now. They're 54 and 44, but definitely not the team that we thought the Blue Jays would be. Thought it'd be a little better at this point. They are 31 and 20 at home, though. Tigers 40 and 59, 15 and 32 away. That is horrendous. Uh, but here is your line right now. It's the Blue Jays at Bent Rivers minus 225. The total eight and a half, and as I've mentioned to you over and over again, I am not going to give out. Tigers game plays just to do it. And same situation with, with the start of this series. I don't see value either side. I'm not laying the 225 on the, on the Blue Jays. I'm not taking the comeback on the Tigers. I think that the, if you want to lean for me, it would be the lean on the over because the Tigers are scoring some runs. Blue Jays, so many other games go over. And Kikuchi's got a terrible ERA. So to me, that's the one lean, but not an official selection. We'll see what happens in game one. Maybe I'll have a play for you throughout the weekend. Uh, and maybe even tomorrow on the Fantastic Friday show, just to give you the pitching matchups as it stands right now. Uh, Garcia for Detroit on Friday. It's an Apple TV game. Sorry, Dad. He hates Apple TV games. Manoa for Toronto. It's where they're doing an Apple TV game on a Friday, early their weekday games, because, you know, not a lot of people have Apple TV, and you want to let people watch a, a Tigers game or whatever their home team is on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday without having to worry about finding it on a streaming service. Uh, Manoa in the Cy Young race for sure. Uh, one of the best pitchers in the American League. He's 11-4 and four with a 2-2-4 area. The Tigers will be a huge underdog in that one. Saturday, it's a 3-0-7 game. Uh, Eastern time, Hutchinson will get it going for the Tigers. and Stripling for Toronto. And then, uh, or excuse me, I think I just went backwards there. Yeah, that's Saturday. And then Sunday is a game on, sorry, Dad, Peacock. I think he does have Peacock, though. It'll be Hill for the Tigers and Berrios for Toronto. That might be... The game, if the Tigers lose the first three in the series, uh, that you would take the Tigers because they'll be a, a decent size underdog. Uh, but stay tuned if I like that game over the weekend. I will put it on my Twitter at Dan Leach 971. Now, just to quickly go over my uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic plays. And as always, if I like stuff over the weekend, I will have that either on the Fantastic Friday show leading into round number two. Or put it on my Twitter for over the weekend if we want to add any outrights or top fives or top tens or any matchups. I haven't really been doing a lot of matchups uh, the last several weeks. Really just focusing on outrights and top fives and top tens and top 20s. Uh, but we do have a full unit play on Zalatoris. He went off at 14-1. to 1. We do have a unit play on Davis Riley. He went off at 35-1. to 1. We got him at 40-1. to 1. Uh, We do have a unit play on Sahith Thigala. He went off at 40-1. to 1. That is also what we got him at. Uh, I remember I was leaning on Brendan Steele. I did end up doing a half unit play on Brendan Steele. He went off at 55 to 1. Uh, and then my man Callum Tarum. We had a half unit play on Tarum. He went off around 100. Or I'm sorry, we got him around 100 to 1. He went off around 90 to 1. So those are the official plays for the DTM prediction Sasquatch over the weekend. As I mentioned, if we like anything uh, over the weekend, we will let you know for sure. Uh, about the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and I'll be out there on Friday, so I'll give you a full report on that on the Manic Monday show as we get closer and closer to the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs in golf. 
the start of college football and the start of pro football. Just awesome. And I do want to take it, uh, look at one set of football lines uh, to get you ready for the weekend here, just to kind of whet your whistle, if you will. And I wanted to update where we're at right now with the Detroit Lions in the division in the NFC uh, North, where the favorite, of course, is the Green Bay Packers. They're a sizable favorite, minus 182. Uh, only a couple, two, I think it's three out of this, the eight divisions have favorites around that kind of price. Vikes plus 275. The Lions, they at one point were 11 to 1. And behind the Bears, now they are 9 to 1. And in front of the Bears, who are at 13 or plus 1300, and they are 13 to 1. That's where we're at with the NFC North action. And then as far as the Lions and the Eagles, I'm going to try to update this game for you, you know, several times a week to see if there's any kind of movement. And there really hasn't been the last couple of weeks. Eagles still a four-point favorite, both sides minus 110. Eagles money line minus a buck ninety-five. Lions plus 158. And the total has been kind of stagnant, 46 and a half, both over under minus 110. All right, that's a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And coming up next, what I think the five most important things the Lions have to figure out heading into training camp as it's now officially off and running. We'll get to that coming up straight ahead right here on the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least 25 bucks. And you will earn a $10 free bet. With same game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1 800 270 7117. All right, I want to get into my top five most important things for the Lions to deal with during training camp. And let's just look at it like this. You know, this is a team in the second year of a head coach that's definitely still, you know, overall unproven. A GM in Brad Sherlock Holmes that I believe in in the two years has already proven that he definitely knows what he's doing, but it's all about building a team. And you can put whatever you want on paper and draft whatever you want and trade for whatever you want and sign whatever you want. But if they don't gel together, then, you know, it's not going to work. And, of course, the most important thing in the NFL is having a good quarterback. We'll get to that in a minute. But take a look at the schedule for the Lions. They open up September 11th. Week one, you're going to go two straight home games with the Eagles and the Commanders. Then they go on the road for the Vikes, the first division game. Then they play the Seahawks, who are going to be terrible at home in Detroit. Three of the first you know, games are at home. The Lions, and, and once again, it's about reasonable expectations. We talked about that last week. What are the reasonable expectations for this team in year two under Holmes and, and uh, uh, Dan Campbell? They've got a, I, I mean, is it doubling the win total? Definitely, I would think that would be the, probably the, the minimum to get to six wins. I mean, they were a 314 or a 3-13, excuse me, and one tie team last year. But to get to six or seven wins has got to be probably the minimum. But being in more games, they were in the majority of the last year, being in more, you know, games this year. Maybe they get, uh, you know, lucky like they did in a couple games last year and, and, and somehow get to eight or nine wins. This isn't a playoff year for me, in my opinion, but I'd love to be wrong. That being said, they still have to get off to a good start. And the worst I believe the Lions should be after those four games is two and two. I think they're going to lose to the Eagles, beat Washington, lose to Minnesota on the road. Not because I think Minnesota's going to be great this year, but it's on the road, and the Lions have not really had a lot of success for, you know, better part of three decades in Minnesota, especially at the old Metrodome. And then beat the Seahawks. They've got to be 
two and two. Then they play on the road of the Patriots, on the road of the Cowboys. They'll probably both be losses. The ghosts of Matt Patricia. And then it's home for the Dolphins, home for the Packers. If the Lions start, like, that's the first eight games. If the Lions start, like, two and six, unacceptable. Three and five, probably unacceptable. Four and four better is fine. That's where you want to be because when you look at the second half of the schedule, I mean, neither half is really tough or really easy. I would say they're both very kind of even. You got at Bears, at Giants, home Bills, home Jags, home Vikes, at Jets, at Panthers, and then Bears at home, final game at Green Bay, and obviously the frozen tundra. Since the Lions play the Packers when it's bad weather pretty much every year in January in Green Bay. So the start is going to be very important. And obviously, training camp is just a way to really springboard yourself to get ready for that regular season. You're not going to know much until you start playing preseason games and, of course, start playing games for real on September 11th. But here are my top five most important things that I believe the Lions, are going to, there are going to be questions on for training camp. And number five for me is hard knocks. I mean, listen, while it's going to be great for fans, and I'm excited about it, and seeing Dan Campbell and seeing Aiden Hutchinson and the personalities and all the cool different stories and the last man on the team, maybe the first one off the team, all those different things that Hard Knocks, we love about Hard Knocks, can, can really be a great thing for a team. It can be a bad thing for a team. So for me, that's the fifth most important question. How will it affect this franchise that has been so sad sack? Getting attention is great. But what if there's some really bad things that happen? And, you know, like we all know what happened with Matt Patricia right after he got hired before the season started with uh, all the, you know, stuff about the rape situation, the alleged rape situation. I'm not saying we're going to see anything like that uh, with the lines on hard knocks, but what if there is a terrible thing that happens? That's not going to be good for a young, fledgling franchise. You know, if, what if there's a lot of positive stuff. And either that leads to the team being cohesive and, you know, just a band of brothers or getting ahead of themselves, thinking they're better than they are. I think that the hard knocks thing is going to be very interesting. I don't think there's a great chance that it's going to hurt the Lions. But knowing this franchise, would you really put that out of your mind or realm of possibilities based on the history of this franchise? Where they always seem to shoot themselves in the foot. They get hard knocks. They, you know, Campbell definitely is welcoming it. Holmes, the franchise seems to be on board. When they could have had it a few years back with Matt Patricia, they did not want to have it then. They do now, it seems like, and we'll see how this works out. And I'm excited for my guys like Dave Burkett, who's a frequent guest on the show, and Justin Rogers and other beat writers. They're going to get their turn uh, for fame. I mean, they're, they're, they're famous in their own right anyway, covering this team. But uh, it's going to be fun. But that's a big question for me. It's one of the top five questions uh, as training camp gets going off here for the Lions. Number four. The progress of both Jamison Williams, Jeffrey Okuda, and some others that need to worry about coming off of injuries or making sure that they're ready to go after having plenty of time to heal. I mean, Jamison Williams is starting on the non-football injury list because he injured himself while still playing college football. Otherwise, he'd be on the pup list. And Okuda coming back from the devastating injury, can he re- claim what we thought, what many of us thought he could be as a top five first-round draft pick. I mean, you look at that secondary, Walker, Okuda, Elliott, or Orarie, the former draft pick from Penn State. Uh, you know, you, you've got to have a good secondary. And Okuda, this is a big year. This is probably his last chance to see if he can be a big factor for this Lions team. And then Jamison Williams. It's not to me about Jamison Williams needing to start the season early 
and be gangbusters. You don't want to risk any serious injury, any worse kind of injury with the, the you know, the 21-year-old. Not even going to be 22 until March of next year uh, out of Alabama that ended up being a, a Lions draft pick in the top 15. Number 12 overall in the first round, Lions trade up to get him. He is going to be incredible if he's healthy. And if he was healthy, he could have gone to the top five. And the Lions, they got a steal by getting Jameson Williams and Aiden Hutchinson in the first 12 picks of this last NFL draft. So to see, I mean, it looks like he might not be able to do much as far as, you know, be active during training camp, but maybe just hearing his attitude. And I'm sure that Hard Knox is going to talk with him and show his, you know, recovery, you know, different things that he's doing for that. So I just think that's the, the fourth most important thing for me is Williams and Okuda, the progress of them coming off of these, you know, injuries. And Okuda's got a lot to prove the team himself. Uh, and then just some other guys that are kind of banged up. Uh, okay, you know, Romeo Aquara's a little banged up. to see, obviously, how he is able to handle things. Uh, Kabinda's a little hanged up. Not that the fullback is that important of a position. Obviously, it's not important of a position. But, you know, Kabinda can be a big, important part of an offense as far as blocking goes. So he's been banged up. Uh, and just seeing how those guys handle it, and obviously knock on wood, if there's any other injuries during camp, that it's not anything serious, and these guys can be ready to go uh, when week one comes around. Number three for me, the most important things uh, that are going to be focused on during training camp for the Lions is Jared Goff. Now, the Lions chose not to draft a quarterback in the 2022 draft, not to really sign anybody of note. I mean, the Lions are rolling out Jared Goff, Tim Boyle and David Blaujob, same guys we had uh, last year. And Goff, obviously much better in the second half last year, threw for 3,245 yards, 19 TDs, eight interceptions, and a QBR of 39.5, which was bad, 24th overall in the NFL. But this is a guy who, of course, did not play the entire season. And, you know, when you look at what could be his ceiling, that's the key this year. I mean, he played 14 games last year. This guy went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. Remember, he had 101.1 quarterback rating in 2018. He had 100.5 quarterback rating in 2017. And it's going to be very important to see what kind of a quarterback Jared Goff can be in 2022 he's got a ton of weapons on offense and you know is I I still liking Jared Goff when they when Holtz made the trade for Matt Stafford uh to get Goff and get the future first rounders as heavy pocket aces Goff could be a guy that's a placeholder he could end up being great for the Lions going forward and be a long-term quarterback he could be a guy that you trade a guy that you obviously let go at some point you really have all the different advantages with a guy like Jared Goff who's been to a Super Bowl Knows how the NFL works. And now he's going to get to work with DeAndre Swift, Tamon Ross St. Brown, DJ Shark, eventually Jameson Williams, Hawkinson, Cephas, Williams, Raymond. This is a guy that, you know, has a lot of weapons and a really good offensive line with Decker and Jackson and Ragnar and Vitae and Penny Sewell last year's first or two years ago now, uh, first round draft pick. So I think the Jared Goff question is a huge one. Can he get off to a good camp? I mean, I've covered many different training camps and Matt Stafford always looked good. But, you know, a guy in Jared Goff who's only with the Lions for his second year, being a leader, Dan Campbell's talked about how he's been happier with how he feels like Jared Goff is leading 
you know, really kind of getting closer with his offensive line and, and having more synergy with the offense in general. I think all that stuff is obviously important to deal with during training camp. You can't tell a ton. He's probably going to barely play in the preseason. Maybe he won't even take a snap. I mean, I, I would guess he takes a snap in the preseason, you know, at least a few series. But it's important that he gets off to a good camp. The confidence is there. Works well with the wide receivers. You know, no kind of injury issues or anything like that. Uh, you're not going to win for that. And I think that's the you know third most important question when it comes to the Lions getting off to their start of training camp. Number two, Aiden Hutchinson. Lions draft pick overall number two in this last draft. Can he be NFL ready week one? Defensive rookie of the year possibilities. He's still the favorite of Pet Rivers, plus 500 to win the defensive rookie of the year. Thibodeau, the second favorite, at plus 550. I think that, okay, so listen. When you're a guy like Hutchinson, it's not about you having to take over, you know, the defensive intensity and the defensive unit and be like the captain of the defense right away like he was in Michigan. This is a guy that is coming in the NFL as a rookie. You know, and he's got guys around him like McNeil and Brockers and Aquara and Anzalone and, and some others, Charles Harris, that are longtime veterans. He's not going to be the captain of the defense as a rookie, but he's got a chance to be a very important part of the defense as a rookie and lead by example, create synergy with that, that front seven, with that defensive front, and really impress in training camp. I'm very excited to talk with my man Dave Burkett and some other beat writers. They'll be out of the park pretty much every day. And at times they're able to see the practice, you know, the parts of the practice. And sometimes it's, you know, full practices that Hutchinson, you can tell, is making a difference. A lot of people's, you know, big slight on him, if there was any kind of slight, any, you know, one big consensus thing, is, is you know, alligator arms. Will his game translate right away to the NFL? The talent's there. The athleticism's there. The skill set is there. The football IQ, the smarts are there. Can it translate and can he be a defensive rookie of the year candidate right out of the gate and help this Lions, you know, front seven and defense as, as a whole be transformative over the next couple of years? I think, you know, I mean, kind of the way J.J. Watt took the NFL by storm. And, you know, guys like, I'm not trying to compare him to J.J. Watt and Mike Singletary and Lawrence Taylor, but to be like this, this just absolute lightning bolt on the defensive line and can we see that earlier? Early in his career, can we see that in training camp? Can we see that this guy is better than most players? I mean, think about war in baseball. Will Aiden Hutchinson's wins above replacement, which they don't do in football, but you know what I mean, will it be there right away? So that, to me, that is the second most important question. The Lions took him overall number two with some other possible options there. Maybe got lucky with obviously Walker going ahead of them to the Jaguars. So that's number two for me. And then the number one question for the Lions as they start training camp, is Dan Campbell. Now, I know he's not a guy out there tackling. I know he's not out there throwing. I know he's not out there, you know, running the ball or catching the ball or trying to pick off passes. But what he is, is the buck stops with him. He is the head coach. Is he the real deal? You know, you can't tell a ton from the way that a team plays in the preseason and the way that, it, you know, a team practices per se because Patricia looked like he was doing a great job at times during training camp. But I think you can definitely gain a lot of insight into what Dan Campbell is going to be after year one and learning from some mistakes and then getting into year two and moving forward. And we're going to see a lot of this up close and personal, a lot more than we would have seen on Hard Knocks. And how does he handle that, you know, spotlight where, you know, it's so tough to be in charge of an NFL team and be a good multitasker and a good delegator of, of responsibilities and the team seems to love him and bite the kneecaps and all that kind of stuff. And he's hilarious at times. 
But with the cameras in his face and them filming the series, you know, is it going to be, is it going to get in the way? Is he going to just completely embrace it and it'd be awesome and maybe the most exciting head coach that's ever been on Hard Knocks? But more importantly, aside from the Hard Knocks show, the way he handles his team in year number two. These guys played their heart out for him much of the season last year. Are we going to see that carry over right away and, you know, get, get his guys fired up and teach them? And as I mentioned, learn from the mistakes that he had last year, uh, some of the decisions late in games, you know, running different kinds of plays, delegating. Obviously, Anthony Lynn no longer here, no offensive coordinator. So it's one of these things where I think that this is a huge year two training camp for one Dan Campbell. Remember, he never had his own team. He was an interim coach uh, in Miami for basically a year. And then came to Detroit, was his first ever full-time head coaching job where he was the guy. And now it's his first ever second year as a head coach where he is the guy. You see in NFL teams that are young and, and trying to get better, the most improvement between games one and two of the season, and then two and three. And coaches, year one and two, and then two and three. It's the same thing. So I'm very interested and intrigued to see what kind of growth we see from Dan Campbell as a head coach in year number two. And remember, yes, wins and losses are extremely important. But for this team in this year, they're not everything. Growth is is ultimately important. Figuring out what didn't work in late game situations and changing that is vitally important. Having his guys never quit, which for the most part last year they didn't, is incredibly important. So all these kind of things, we're not going to be able to tell a ton during, I said, preseason games, but training camp as a whole, I think we will be able to have a window into the soul of what's going on with Dan Campbell and how he is leading this team. So those are my five most important things for the Lions in training camp in 2022. Once again, number five, hard knocks. How will it affect this team? Will it be positive, negative, little both, or obviously a really good thing for the team, which is what you hope it is. And I don't think it's going to be uh, something that really hurts them per se. Uh, but you never know. If there's a really bad situation that gets caught on camera, it's very likely HBO is going to show it. It could hurt the team in the future. But, you know, just the whole hard knocks thing, will it be a, a boon for the, the franchise or something that actually makes them step backwards? Number four, the progress of Jamison Williams, Jeff Okuda, and a few others that are banged up. Uh, number three, Jared Goff and what he's able to bring uh, with year number two in the Lions. And if he can move this team forward and move his skills forward like he was in the second half after kind of a rough first half last year. Number two, Aiden Hutchinson. Can he be NFL ready week number one? Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year qualities early on in his career. Uh, and then number one, Dan Campbell. Is he the real deal? Those are my five most important things that the Lions are focusing on or should be focusing on and most important questions coming out of training camp for the Honolulu Blue and Silver. Before we get out of here, I just want to update some lines, lines for you at Bet Rivers to make the playoffs. The yes is plus 340. The no is minus 440, 455, excuse me. That's kind of basically where it's been at for the last few weeks. I love this prop, and I've already told you to bet it, and I already bet it myself. Division finishing position. First place, 9-1 to one for the Lions. Second place, which is what I bet, 4-1. to one. I love the value of, of the Lions finishing second. Even if Minnesota ends up having a decent start to the year, I think in the end they will fail. They will finish third or fourth. The Bears will finish third or fourth. Uh, Lions finish third is plus 165. Lions to finish fourth at Bet Rivers is plus 145. And then the total wins in the regular season, we've seen this line move a little bit. The, the main total is 6.5. The over was about minus 118 last week, minus 115 or so. The week before, now it's out up to minus 121. I don't believe we're going to get to 7. Uh, but that's where it's at right now. The under is even money, under 6.5. Over 5.5 minus 240. 
under five and a half plus 190 and over seven and a half where I know some of you think there's some value there I don't I would definitely take the over six and a half I've been on that for a long time over seven and a half plus 160 under seven and a half minus 200 so training camp is in full swing We'll continue to keep you updated on the happenings of training camp. I have some special guests on, like Dave Burkett and others, to talk about what's going on in Allen Park. And, of course, continue to update the Detroit Lions markets for you. Win total, first week spread, futures, props, all the different things that are going on as we get closer and closer to the start of the NFL regular season. I can't wait. It's going to do it for us here on the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit CityCast. We'll see you tomorrow for a fantastic Friday. Get you set for the weekend. Uh, I'll be out at the Rocket Mortgage Classic on Friday, so I'll have a full report for that coming up on Monday. And let's bang out these golf bats, get our first outright winner after having eight straight weeks of contention until the bitter end. Last couple weeks, not much. I think this week we're back on track. We will get it done, hopefully, for you at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, out!